0: Yo, what's poppin'? I'm Jason Kane, the host of Elevate Mind and Body Podcast. This podcast is for you if you're ready to reach the next level. We're gonna be talking about how to gain muscle, lose fat, and elevate your body, mind, and confidence to a level you've never been before. So if you're ready, I'll see you inside. Yo, 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 what is good? What is popping? Welcome back to the Elevate Mind and Body Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about five reasons your diet is failing and why you're not actually losing fat and why you may not be losing weight on the scale and why you may not be getting the results you want, all that good stuff, all that good jazz. So by the time you're watching this, it is currently my birthday. By the time this should be out, it should be my birthday. Um, So I say this because... I'm a person, I don't know about y'all, but I get really awkward. I get like really weird out when people like when I'm overwhelmed with like love, like and stuff like that, like it's like, uh, cool. I don't I just don't like it, right? And also, <clears throat> I've already had people ask me what I want, and I don't want anything. And I bring it up because I am currently running a promotion for all of the people that currently support this podcast, currently really get a lot of value from it and want to take it to the next level. I'm offering 30% off coaching packages for y'all so again by the time you're listening to this it should be it should be my birthday or if you're listening to it after just literally dm me with the word b day um and i'll know that you came from the podcast okay and i'll make sure to see if i can help but with that being said let's go straight into it five reasons why your diet may be failing you okay so number one rest days and rest days are big they're essential and you do need them but you need to start being more aware of them. And this is something that I messed up with a lot. Okay. Especially, and I didn't notice it because I was, I'm always been a person that's trying to gain weight, right? And I've been through maybe two cuts my entire fitness journey where I'm actually trying to lose weight, lose fat, lose all, you know what I mean? Lose fat, period. Trying to get smaller, period. I have only done that two times. And the thing that I noticed was my rest days, when I scheduled them, on the weekend. Let's just, let's just use that as an example. Number one, I'm i le- I'm a lot less active. Number two, and let me know if you resonate with this is I tend to eat more junk food. I tend to have more cravings, right? And that's because again, my activity just isn't that high anymore. My activity just is not that high, right? I'm not doing as much. I'm not burning as much calories. And Let's say I do eat the junk food. Let's say I wake up later. And let's say when I do wake up, shit, you know what? It's a rest day. It's a weekend. Instead of cooking, let me just go ahead and buy something. Let me order something, right? And because, let's say, I eat 500, 600, 700, maybe even a thousand more calories than I normally would, and my actual cardio is off and my steps is off because, again, I didn't wake up as early, right? And I don't actually weight train, now I'm not burning as much calories, and now I'm over consuming calories at the same time. So this alone can really throw you over your weekly average on your deficit, right? Because again, we want to make sure that we're measuring deficits and yeah, basically the calorie intake in a week on an average rather than measuring it in a way that you were going on a day-to-day. Because you can win the day, but then again, if you're doing this on your rest day, you totally blew out the rest of the week as far as your calorie intake, and now you're really, really going to be struggling. Now you're going to be wondering, damn, I was 80 to 90% consistent. I only had this one day. But that is not what we mean when we say 85 to 95% consistent with your nutrition 100% of the time. Okay? So rest days. Um, If you know that, let's say that you're off of work um, on a Saturday and you just decide, hey, you know what, I'm not going to work out. I don't suggest that. I would say maybe just go off of what your schedule allows you to do. So like me currently, um, I'm, I'm an online coach, so it's a little bit different. But let's say that you don't work weekends, right? And let's say that you also decide to have that not be your workout day. Then that's kind of a double negative, right? Because you're not going to be active. You're not going to then you're probably not going to be on point with your nutrition. This is probably the day that you, um, go out, you eat out, you do all these things. So I would say pick one. Do one of these because, hey, I'm not in the business of telling people that, hey, you always have to eat whole food. You always have to eat home cooked meals because that's just not realistic. And I do understand that the weekends may be the time where you catch up with family, friends and you do eat out. Right. You can still make better decisions, but you have to understand you're probably going to be having more calories. So if you can find a way to at least work out during this time, you're going to be in a way better position. Or if you can find a way to do more activity and just really, really force yourself to be active on these rest days, you're really going to be winning. And even if you can just take your rest days and put them on a damn Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, right? The days where your schedule is normal and it doesn't totally flip on like how You would on a Saturday, right? And I'm just saying this as an example. This may not be your schedule, but most people tend to do this. On Saturdays, they wake up later. Saturdays, they slack off more. So just do it on a Wednesday. Do it on a Thursday. Do it on a Friday. Schedule your rest days based off of what you do because I promise you this right here alone, not being active and eating way more calories is going to throw your entire weekly average off. And I'm talking about weight loss. And I'm talking about fat loss. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is going to be your underestimating your calorie intake. So this one's big um, because it can really be deceiving. This one can really, really be deceiving. And let's say that you have a really basic meal plan. I know when I was currently on a cut a few months ago, um, my meal plan started with like a banana, um, Eggs, I believe some blueberries or something like that, right? And <clears throat> I could have easily, and I did easily just do the medium sized banana, but actually it was supposed to be 100 grams of banana, right? And I'm gonna use this point to drive it home. It was supposed to be 100 grams of, of banana and it said medium as well. So I went and I was just going, I think about a whole week I went, right? And I just kind of went with the banana I bought. And I decided, cool, one day, you know what? I'm going to actually weigh it out. And when I weighed it out, it was damn near 200 grams of bananas for that one banana. So I don't know if I was buying big ass bananas. I don't know what was going on, what they put in those bananas. Like, yo, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) podcast, excuse me. But those bananas were wild, right? And That Just shows that's just with bananas and bananas. You do get a decent amount of carbs on there Which means your calories will kind of rise up, but I'm not really worried about that where this happens to really really hurt you is Things like peanut butter, right? Easily I want y'all to actually weigh out What one one tablespoon of peanut butter is it's probably a lot less than you currently been using And let's say that it is just the banana. Let's say that you're currently doing that with a lot more food options, because I promise you, if you're doing that, I've been weighing food for years now. I've been actually tracking my food for years now and still here and there when I haven't done it in a while. I'll make sure that I go back to do it just to make sure that I'm still on track because we're just bad at actually tracking it. We're just bad at actually guesstimating. So that was just with the banana. Imagine if you are bad at e- estimating, and I promise you, ninety percent of you probably are if you've never done it before. That's not just with the banana. That's with your peanut butter. That's with all these other things. You're easily going to be probably nine hundred, a thousand calories over, and that's every single day of what you actually should be. So you don't want to let those things try to catch up to you and just really take the time. And I have to tell this to my clients as well. Hey, understand, I don't think that tracking should be a lifelong thing for you. That's not like nobody's going to do that. That That's not how you build a lifestyle, but it is a learning tool that you shouldn't use and you should like, hey, really lock in on. Let me use this. Let me understand what I'm intaking. Let me understand how many calories I'm actually hitting, not guesstimating, because you can't guess. You don't know. So stop acting like you're actually going to be close to it, because I promise you, just because it's healthy food does not mean you're going to hit your goal. Those are not the same thing. Those are not the same thing, and this is why you'll see people that go on diets they go. They're like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna take it really serious. They're eating salads at every restaurant they go to, right? And they still don't get the weight loss that they're aiming for because healthy eating does not equal a calorie deficit, right? Almonds are pretty healthy, but they have a lot of calories. Okay, so underestimating your calorie intake is really, really big. Make sure that you use this tool of tracking your food. Um, just take the time to really understand what is in food and you will win from that. Okay. Number three is diet culture is killing you. Diet culture is killing you. So I think that this one is big. Um, not only for anybody that is just starting, but like for people that have been in it for a while, like, I feel like all we see And even sometimes I'll promote it as well, but it's just like all we see is, hey, you need to be in a calorie deficit or you need to be um, in a gaining phase. You need to be doing this and you need to be, it's all super result driven. And yes, results are great. Results are like dope. And that's probably why you're listening to this. But with that being said, you don't ever take the time to, let's say, build actual habits, right? And because you don't do that, what happens is, you're going for a keto diet, or you're going for a pescatarian diet, or you're going for something, but listen to what I said. You're going for something all the time. You're always in an active pursuit to chase a goal, 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 right? So with that like thought process around nutrition, that means that you're either on a diet or you're off a diet. There's no in between, right? Right? There's no in between with that. And even some of my clients that will come in and they'll be like, yo, like I'm with a coach or I'm on a diet now. Right. And I could just tell by the way that they talk about their food and I have to talk them out of this type of thinking is, hey, I'm with my coach. So I'm on my diet. When I'm off, when I'm done with this, I'm not going to be on my diet anymore. And that's not the way that you want to think about it. It's not an on or off approach. That's not what it is. And I'll let you know, and I've talked about this before. I'm a person that I love sweets, right? I love uh, I love cookie dough, and I'll talk about this here in a second. I love sweets, period, but I'll say I love cookie dough. There's a restaurant, or it's, it's like a call. I don't know what the place is called. Cineholics. It's called Cineholics. If you live in San Antonio and listen to this, I think they have some other locations. Um, Try it out. It has the best pastry dessert type of options. Like, it's crazy. It is crazy, but... I, if, I'm, if I want to have some, some of those, I'll have those maybe once or twice a week, right? Probably like three 400 calories. It's not going to kill me. I have a lot of calories for my intake that, that's every day, right? It's not going to kill me. But when I eat it, I'm not thinking to myself, oh, shit, I'm off plan right now and I'm going to get back on. That's not what I'm thinking about. Even if I were to be in a huge cutting phase right now, that's not what I'm thinking about but i feel like diet culture and all the fitness industry being like super popular like all you see is fitness people, a lot of fitness tips. Even for me, it's easy to think that yo, it's either you're on or you're off and that's not the way that you want to approach it, okay? Um it's just a part of what i do. It's just a part of my plan, i'll say, right? Again, let's just kind of say like it's part of my plan now, right? Again, it's just hey, there's some days where i want to make pizza. I'll make the pizza and I'll eat it. But again, I'm not thinking, oh, shit, I'm off my plan right now. It just all plays a part in there, okay? Um, And then with this comes even, like, let's say cheat meals. Let's say the old school concept of eating clean Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, and then cheating on Saturday, and then going back on track on um, Sunday or Monday. Right. Even that approach is still the same as what I was just saying as far as going on and off. Because, again, I don't think that that promotes a a real lifestyle. I don't think that, that promotes a real healthy balance with food, because this goes into the very first point, which is you can still blow your calories out the water from one day. You can. It takes thirty five hundred calories to burn one pound of fat. And one full pizza, I don't know about y'all, but when I eat pizza, I am so, I am so, like, I have to fight demons to not eat the whole pizza by myself. And one pizza by itself is well over, most pizza is well over 3,500 calories. You can eat 3,500 calories in a pizza. That's the one gram of fat. Right? So let's say that you weren't in a full deficit. Let's say that you were actually um only in a 500 calorie deficit which is a good amount of deficit throughout the week and then you eat that pizza because of 500 calories 500 calories 500 calories that equaled the one pound of fat that you should be losing and then you ate that pizza that was 3500 i'm just going to use like easy math you are no longer in a deficit you're probably in a surplus a slight a slight surplus Right? So it doesn't create really great habits with your food and your nutrition as far as like cheap meals. Um, And I've had some clients where I had to talk them out of the mindset of like, okay, cool, I'm gonna be clean Monday all the way through Friday and I'm going to cheat on Saturday because I deserved it. I earned it. That's not a bad thing necessarily, but again, it just leads you to binging it lead you to all these other things that, but by the time that you do actually eat that food, it's really sexual. It's really like, you're like, Oh my God, I've been craving it. You're like, start to worship food, but it shouldn't be like that. And the clients that, <coughs> that I noticed start to have this mindset around it. I would challenge them and it's kind of weird for them to make this change, but Hey, I want you to instead, I want you to add that into your routine, into your diet every single day. That may seem like unorthodox um, advice, but sometimes it is exactly what they need because it actually allows them to normalize the food. It allows them to not worship the food and not think that, oh, shit, because I ate um, a Snickers, I'm off plan. Oh, my God. Monday all the way through Friday I was off plan instead of just being Saturday. No, they're no, they're no longer off plan. Now they can eat foods that they actually enjoy that are sweets, and they don't are beating themselves up, and they're not having a pity party, and they don't feel like they're always off plan. Does that make sense? Cool. So diet culture is a huge one. Um, number four is going to be behavior. Behavior is big, and I think that nobody really takes this into account because all you're thinking of is I need to be in a calorie surplus or I need to be in a calorie deficit, and that is how I'm going to get results. And while these things are true, while while these things are what actually end up in getting you results, that's not all that plays a factor. And if you only think about that, you're sadly mistaken because we are not robots, right? We are emotional creatures, so with... Us being emotional creatures. We're normally going to act off of this stuff. Right and you have to understand that so Me personally, like I said, I love cookie dough and I was gonna bring this point back When I have cookie dough like this is my binge. This is my binge I will eat damn near the whole packet damn near the whole packet none of those cookies are being cooked like (coughs) That is what I'll binge on. Okay. That is what I would binge on. to eat damn near the whole packet. And um, there's some other things that I'm like that with. Um, I know the trail mix is one of the things that I'm like that with. Um, like I just can't control myself, and I'm just not at that point. Maybe one day I will be, but I'm not. Just, I'm just not currently at that point. You may be like that with something else, whether you care to admit it or not. But you may be like that with something else. So I don't think that I can't have these options. But now with my cookie dough, because I'm not going to give that up. I love cookie dough is I go to that place, Cineholics, and it's not in my house. And now it's in one scoop, right? So now the barrier to entry is a 12-minute drive, 14-minute drive, and $5 for one scoop. So I could still have it, but it's more of a headache for me to still have it, right? The barrier to entry is a lot harder. I love ice cream, but if I have it in the house, it's not lasting more than two days. So when I have ice cream, I'm going to get it from maybe Sonic, I'll get a small, and that's all I'm going to have, right? It just is not in the house. That's a way to kind of keep account of the behavioral side of your actual nutrition and still have those foods. I don't have to take those out of my diet. I don't have to take those out of my nutrition. You don't have to take the foods that you enjoy out of your nutrition, but you have to understand how do you react? What is your, how do you act? towards these foods. Understand this piece and it'll actually help you out. Okay. that also goes with like sleep. I've talked about this before multiple times. Hey, when you don't get sleep, you tend to want to eat a lot of junk food. You tend to have a lot of cravings. So keep these things in mind. It's not only calories in versus calories out. And yes, Those are going to be the things that help you get the result. But at the end of the day, if you think that you're a robot and you're going to do the exact same thing every single day and you're not going to act off of emotion versus your logic, you're tripping. You probably made a lot of decisions today off of your emotions, not your logic. Okay? And the very last point is drinking your calories. I like to say this almost every time I'm talking about weight loss, weight, and um, fat loss. I don't care what it is if you're consistently drinking your calories you're going to have a hard time especially because people don't want to add this into like the part of their nutrition or the calorie intake that they're doing because it's like oh it didn't really feel like food like I was drinking it don't it don't count right Gatorades right body armor all these things that are marketed as healthy healthy drinks which I guess they're not bad drinks but they're still calories and again that still goes with the healthy food versus goal-oriented eating. That's not going to hit you toward your goal. Because again, a lot of the times it's not going to do anything for your hunger, but it's going to add more carbs. It's going to, you're going to be able to drink your calories. And most of the time, I truly think that most people struggle with controlling the amount of food that they eat. Number one, <coughs> because of the behavioral issue. Number two, it's because they don't understand how much food they're really eating, how much calories they're really eating so just knocking out all calories and like focusing on hey you know what i'm going to drink a gallon a day you're not going to want to drink a lot more other than that and then number two is you're going to save yourself easily i promise you easily 500 to probably a thousand calories every single day okay so these are the five tips these are the five reasons why your diet may be failing and how to fix it if you got some value from this let me know. DM me. And I want to thank you personally for listening to this. Um Peace. I'm going to talk to you. We out. That's a wrap on today's episode. I appreciate you for listening. If you got any value from this in any way, the number one way you can help the show is by pressing that subscribe button giving a review or sharing this on your social media make sure to tag me so i can personally thank you for taking the time to listen to my message if you want to work with me and team elevate one-on-one head to my instagram game 24 and dm me the word elevate and i'll see how we can help appreciate you again for tuning in i'll see you on the next episode let's do it